0: Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, February 25th. And we are just about, what, eight games left until the end of the NBA basketball season. In today's episode, playing a little catch-up. We missed last week's episode, had some personal things going on that we just could not make it. Um, so we're going to kind of get ourselves up to date with some of the things um, that have occurred from Jonathan Isaac and his injury, the tank. And then how could we not talk about the NBA draft with you know that being such a big element coming very, very soon. Um, but what's up, Al?
1: How are we feeling? What's going on? feels what's like good? it's a, feels like it's been way too long, man. Good to be it, back here and recording once again.
0: It's always rough when we miss a week because it it that one week feels like a month and a half. So definitely excited to get back on here and and talk basketball with with you and and all our listeners. Um, now before we get into that, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell won an auction for him and his teammates through the Orlando Magic youth foundation to the dominican republic now i don't know if anybody knows but you are
1: dominican yes sir from the dominican republic so he's going to my homeland he's going uh, to the, the the motherland i can tell you man he's gonna have a blast with the team out there man i know where they're going but i'm assuming it'll be punta cana and one of those uh touristy destinations yeah, It's gotta be
0: punta cana that's that's can't the, go wrong man can't go wrong spot.
1: by going there
0: that's a hot spot now how so it's when I saw that he won it I first and foremost I thought it was um amazing because it it adds to the value of of team chemistry and we we saw a little bit of that already this past offseason with Jonathan Isaac and the rest of the team going to South Carolina I believe and then really building that team chemistry and, and that bond and you can really see that going into the NBA season um they were able to really get to know you know, Franz Wagner and, and Jalen Suggs and kind of get integrated that way. But how important do you think, you know, a trip like this really is for, you know, a bunch of young guys going into the season?
1: Oh man, it's huge, right? So you got, like you said, they're all young guys. They all get along. They're about the same age. Um, it, it's, it's it's crucial, in my opinion, when I used to be a manager in banking. I was a big believer in thinking, you know, the better we get off off the court, in this case, out of work, the better we're gonna be at work. You just get to know each other personally. You're gonna know what to talk about when 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 things are not going the best. It's just one of those things where you need to have that chemistry on and off the court, and this helps to make that happen. So I think it's really crucial. Uh, I'm not sure how long they're going for, but again, just the experience to go out there, different country, try different things. Uh, it's gonna be a blast for those guys, and and I think they're they're probably looking forward to it already. And don't forget, we may have some new faces in the in the roster by then. So it's a great opportunity to get to know those new guys that are coming into the team, the rookie, um, anyone that's signed as a free agent. Um, so it should be fun.
0: And that's one of the things I always highlighted about this team is the fact that, you know, they really do like one another. Like you can tell off the they have a good off the court um, relationships just through what we've seen on social media and and how they're, they're always uplifting each other and and giving each other's compliments through you know something as simple as instagram stories so you see that there's definitely that that bond already and something like this is only going mi- to push that forward and and give these guys some some memories and you know hopefully it's, it's something that carries over and, and becomes a really really strong unit um, because that is that is an element. So that's going to be exciting. So definitely shout out to Wendell Carter for winning that auction for the team. Um, And I, I can't wait to see the, uh, you know, the, the social media impact that we see from it. It's going to be fun. Okay. Now, going into these games. Since the All-Star break, the Magic have been kind of turning it on in the most magic way possible. A lot of people, they are expecting the tank. They're hoping that the Magic lose as many games as possible so that we have a very strong draft position. But the Magic have been performing. Just recently, we beat the Golden State Warriors. It was a Steph Curryless Golden State Warriors. But they still had Klay Thompson. They still had Draymond Green. They still had the Golden State Warriors. They're still a tough team going against one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Orlando Magic. But the Magic have gone 3-3. Three and three during their six game homestand and are now seven and seven since the all-star break. How are you afraid? Are you worried? Do you feel as if the magic playing better basketball now is really going to hurt us in the idea of wanting to be able to draft one of the key guys coming up soon?
1: I think it's, it's hard, man. I think I'm not going to lie. I, I'm watching games, and when it's getting to that fourth quarter and the Magic are, you know, either up six, eight, something in, the, in that realm that's kind of, like, hey, they're, they're about to win this game. You kind of get nervous a little bit. It's a weird feeling. Like, man, like, I kind of hope that we blow this lead type of thing. But at the same time, man, like, I think Dante said it best on Twitter. He went at it on Twitter this this past, uh, I think it was yesterday. And uh, his point was, man, you cannot put a price on the experience that, that these guys are getting, you know, that is beating the Golden State Warriors you know, playing hard and and beating a team like Minnesota who had been playing really well onto the point that they played the Magic. And don't forget, those teams went on to beat Miami the next night. So it's not like they were trying to lose on purpose or they were kind of sluggish. They simply lost to the Magic. Um, One key important component, too, number one defense in the NBA since the All-Star break. So not only are they winning and they have a 500 record, but also the fact that they're doing it with defense, which has always been the key that the Magic have been trying to, like, get these guys to play in that mindset of defensive first and they're doing it they're, they're finally doing it you see all these guys coming together chuma kiki uh sucks before he went down all these guys are kind of buying into that system you kind of love to see it and mind you you still got guys like markel that are kind of being limited still Ji who we'll talk about who's known primarily to be a great defender not even playing so it's encouraging but i'm not gonna lie there are moments when you're like man what if we blow this? What if OKC okay, passes us and now they're going to be, you know, now we drop to fourth best odds in the lottery. Um, but at the same time, man, I, I keep saying this lately on, on social media, it's a crapshoot. We We were top three last year. We saw what that felt like. It sucked when we end the fifth. What is to say if we do end up fourth, let's say, I don't think we can drop below that because I think there's enough of a gap between us and Indiana and Sacramento that we we won't drop below four. What is to say we can't be, you know, that team that jumps up like Cleveland did last year or like Toronto did last year. So I get it. we got to panic. But I, I don't also agree with the fact that we got to bash our, our guys, our coaching staff and all this because they're playing hard. Like, I, I'm sorry. They're getting paid to do so. Um, but you are seeing that they are trying to lose, though. Don't get me wrong. You, you're seeing their rotations lately. They're not normal rotations. You see Wendell Carter playing 25 minutes. You see him play, missing out most, most of the fourth quarter when Mo Wagner is out there. They're trying. But you cannot be as blatant as OKC is. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't respect that, to be honest with you. So I think they're doing their part, but they are also playing well, and you love to see that. I mean,
0: the Magic are currently tied with Detroit for the second worst record in the league. The Thunder are right behind um, us and Detroit. Um, so my my thing about you know Dante's comments is, yeah, you can't put a price on experience. Get that a hundred percent. At the same time, you can put a price on drafting. Mobamba instead of Trey Young or missing <laughs> out true. on a player like Devin Booker like you you look at these players and granted hindsight is 2020 but if you miss an opportunity to draft a player that can really completely change your the trajectory of your franchise for the next 10 15 years and I'm not saying that that player ends up playing with us for the next 10 15 years but just all the impacts that comes with it that's 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 how that's how we end up being in the position that we have been the last decade. We have not been fortunate with our with our draft selections. We just haven't, you know. Under this regime, I feel like our draft picks have been better, and maybe there's an argument to be made for Oladipo and yeah. That's that's really all I got. That's just Oladipo, Sabonis, Sabonis. I mean do we count him as a draft pick? I mean, we we just haven't been fortunate, bro, and it comes to a point where and it, I feel bad, not not that I feel bad for our front office, but they there's zero margin of error, zero. They're in a very tough position now because you still don't know what you have with Jonathan Isaac and we're going to talk a little bit about that more, you know, in in the next few, but this draft is so crucial because we can honestly say And I feel confident in saying this. I I don't see us going a whole nother season of trying to tank and trying to get another draft position. Like, I I don't. You already have enough young pieces to say, okay, at least this is who we're going to work with. They got to make decisions on certain players. But you can at least say this is this is what we're going to do. And now let's start adding pieces around this core group to start winning games. There's no way that we can go a a whole entire another season without at least trying to fight to get into a plan. There's no way. I don't don't see it. I don't see it at all. So I I get what Dante is saying because experience is important. Franz Wagner uh, coming in clutch is is experience that a player like him needs so that he has the confidence. At the same time, my guy, we, we got eight games left. There's where we've we've went through this whole entire season of ups and downs and more downs and more downs after that to get to this point of the season finally being over finally being over get into the offseason draft make acquisitions start playing real basketball because that's what we've been waiting for that the, the players on this roster. That's what they deserve. They deserve to be put in a position to compete. And I feel like they haven't been put in that position all season long.
1: No, I agree with you. It, it's really, it really is tough. Again, it's it's you go into a game thinking, hey, I want to support my team. But it, it is true. There are times when this late in the season, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose at the end of the day. You love to see the energy. You love to see the effort. You love to see what it's looked like on the court as of late. But like you said, the, the bigger picture is a draft at this point. I think everyone knows that. Um, But I got to say, though, man, being at, at the arena, so I, I, I get the pleasure to be there when they play at home. The fans are showing up. Uh, even against the Warriors, it was mostly Warriors fans as always in there, but the Magic fans gave them a battle. When the Magic would make a run and, and they would come in and, and make the game interesting, Magic fans could be heard. Um, Against Minnesota that Friday night, it was electric in that arena. Um, so it's hard when you're there live and you see these guys bust their asses to get, try to get a win – and it happens, it kind of goes away. That, that feeling of, man, we should have lost this game, it kind of goes away because you see you see what next year could look like, what years in the future could look like if this team continues to develop. And the community, the, the, the city of Orlando is truly buying into these young guys. I feel like I hadn't seen that in the past. I've been going to games since 2016. Even in the playoff run, there were games where it, it wasn't, the fans weren't as engaged. This is a brand new brand of basketball. They're fun to watch. Ball movement, three-pointers, dunks. I would call it modern basketball. Whereas in the past, it had been very slow pace and give it to Vooch and let him create. So I think all of that's kind of adding up to what we're seeing, but from the fan base. So I get it. And I agree with you this next two weeks. Let's be honest. We are hoping for mostly losses. We're hoping that this young guys deep down in the bench, get a shot to play more The Mo Wagner's and the Schofield and Iggy, let them play a little bit, get some guys from the G league and get, get my guy, Devin Kennedy in the league for a couple games. Um, B.J. Johnson, don't forget. That's my guy. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you and your B.J. Johnson. Listen,
1: pull, pull an OKC. You know, that guy's like Markel Falls. He needs the reps. Let Markel Falls play. I don't want to see socks anymore. He's been getting hurt too much. Let him, let him sit. Um, Wendell, take a super easy on him. So be strategic with how you do it. Get them on the court. But at the end of the day, understand that losing is, honestly, unfortunately, what matters at this point.
0: Now, what, what makes this time so exciting is the fact that we do have March Madness going on. I'm not sure how many games you really got a chance to see or if you followed up on highlights, but is there anything from, from March Madness that you have taken that you really didn't see prior to March Madness, whether that be from Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren? Is there anything that kind of stood out to you from that front that makes you want to hope that the Magic might go in that direction?
1: I think if you saw what happened with Jabari Smith, his team being already uh, eliminated, that was kind of disappointing. You kind of wanted him to, to see him go all the way, maybe face uh, Paulo at some point in, in, in the in the tournament, go against Chet. I don't know. See these guys go battle against each other. We won't see that, unfortunately. But Chet has looked amazing on the defensive end, especially, and he's still hitting shots. Uh, Paulo has looked amazing. I think some people are saying that he's regained that number one pick kind of, expectations and the potential can be seen. Um, but there are other guys too that you wanna that you wanna keep an eye on. Again, you always want to think about what if we don't end up top three. Um honestly I haven't gotten that far, I haven't been watching any of the outside the top three. Uh but I do know I know my rating and there are some names out there that are interesting. Uh but what about you? Is there anybody who's kinda caught your attention or um you'll be really kind of following closely.
0: Yeah, Jabari Smith, him being eliminated and not really having that great of a game was definitely surprising. The game that I actually watched was the, the Chet Holmgren uh, Gonzaga versus Memphis. And, you know, those really big talks on, you know, how Chet would be able to size up against, you know, another lottery player um, in Jalen Duran. And although he didn't have a good game, if there's one thing that you can honestly say about him, other than maybe a couple plays that he really outbodied him, he really has, like he has a strength and it's something that we kind of read before and, and I already saw a little bit of that. You know, he may be a skinny guy, but he still has some kind of physicality with him. And it made me think about, and, and I can't, I can't remember who was it that said it, but another, uh, a writer had said that Chet Holmgren reminds them of a player like Kevin Durant in terms of size. Cause when Kevin Durant came into league, he was another skinny, uh, skinny, scrawny kid. bulking later, same thing with Giannis. So, when it comes to a player like Chet, because I think for me and for, for what I've read, I think he's by far one of the most polarizing player in the sense where some people really like him and really, really don't. And the people that like him will take the risk at one. And the people that don't like him want to stay away from him completely because they don't trust the fact that he'll be able to grow into an NBA body. But from what I've seen, if you're, if you're worried about you know, the skinny, scrawny kid not being able to be physical. We already seen that he can be physical. So imagine what ends up happening when he has the NBA training, the NBA feeding, the NBA schedule. Like imagine if every single day on top of, you know, playing against NBA pros, you're building and working on that body. So to me, that was probably one of the biggest things that stood out to me.
1: So based on what you saw, let me ask you this. So you hear the comparisons to Mo Bamba, uh seven footer, kind of skinny, can shoot the three well, can block shots. And then you hear the comparisons to a guy like Kevin Durant.
0: I think, I think, I think Mo Bamba is like, like they're two completely different players. This is someone that can handle the basketball, can put the ball on the floor, can be way more creative. You're you're yeah, you're looking at a power forward center esque player, but He's someone that has way more skill. and No one should be comparing Chet and Mobamba. They're two. Yeah. They're two. Condif- Mobamba is more forward, more big man, and Chet is more tweener in my in my opinion. From what I've seen.
1: Yeah, and that's that's why I think you hear the comparisons around Kevin Durant because the, the ball handling, he can shoot it a little bit. Now, in my opinion, nowhere close to the the scoring capabilities that Kevin Durant displayed in college. But still, you can definitely see the potential and see that he can be a. Uh, a threat in the NBA.
0: Yeah and to me he's easily the the most front office type player that there is in the draft. Like he f- he fits he hits all those buckets. So I don't I don't know. I I I pray obviously I want the Magic to get the number 1 pick, but I really want the Orlando Magic to be able to, you know, end up finally getting the opportunity for them to say okay, we're going to draft this player because this is player that that we want. And I think that the only time that that has happened, really, truly happened, was with Franz Wagner. I think that True. you know, in the last season, you know, they saw a player that they wanted. Didn't matter if that player was projected to to fall later in the draft, they were gonna pick him early, and they were able to to get their guy. Um, so I thought, you know, I I hope that a scenario like that happens, and then a player like uh uh, Paulo that. He's been playing really, really good in in March Madness and his stock is rising. And then you got a player like Jaden Ivey that is going crazy for Purdue. And right now, the fact that they're playing so well, all these, you know, uh, mock drafts that we've seen, they're all over the place. Nobody is is a grain to to anything. You still got those that are high on uh Jabari Smith, but you got what the ringer that got Chet at number one, you got NBA draft that has um i believe nba draft has a jabari if i'm not mistaken and then number you got one. others that, that have jaden ivey
1: so funny enough nba draft i'm looking at it right now nba draft.net has Jaden ivey as the number one uh, pick going to houston just crazy
0: i i can't see jaden ivey going to houston but i i see i see their vision i see their vision and and now let me ask you falling out of the top three would that be an issue for you would you be okay with drafting a player like Jaden Ivey?
1: So you know what's funny? Um, I've, been, I've been thinking about that too because, again, as I said, lottery gets closer and closer. You can expand that because you don't understand that. You're not guaranteed a top three. It's as sad as it may sound, we experienced it last year. We know what it feels like. Um, there are some, some good names out there, man, and, and guys that, to, in my opinion, could fit our roster a little bit better. Um, AJ Griffin is one name that comes to mind. Keegan Murray is another one. Uh, Shaden Sharp. It's another one. I cannot say this guy's name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it here. But Benedict Matherin, shooting guard, small forward. Um, all these are guys that are shooting guards or small forwards. But not your typical like Jalen Sulk shooting guard or like a uh, Cole Anthony shooting guard. It's like I legit twos and threes in the at the NBA level. So those guys intrigue me because, in my opinion, they kind of fit the roster uh, from a just a depth chart standpoint. If, and a big if here, as so we're about to talk in a few minutes, our guy Jonathan Isaac is healthy. It makes the pieces fit so well. If you can land one of these cards uh, forwards, that can actually, again, s- step in and be off the bench the first season, maybe behind France or J.I., or whatever it may be, and kind of grow into that player. But
0: but, I, but that's 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 the thing. Do we really want to do that? if if you if you end up drafting another player that would fit better with Jonathan Isaac now you're you're handcuffing yourself on you know hoping that Jonathan Isaac can stay healthy mm-hmm. to where if you were to find a way to get get into that top 3 get a big man whether you fall out of that draft i don't see i don't see there being a way or at least an attempt for the Orlando Magic to at least try to find a way to move up, let's say Magic end up winning the the last eight games, we go on an eight game winning streak, and we fall out five, six, whatever. You don't. How how do you explain everything that you've done to this point, where this is this is the last year you're gonna you're gonna tank for a strong draft position? How do you not try and move up and use what you have to try to do that? I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see that being an option. It would be hard for me to accept it because we're going to talk more about that in the next, literally in the next segment, we're handcuffing ourselves in the potential of Jonathan Isaac joining us this next season.
1: The Open only thing that I think that may be a backup for the Magic is if G.I. is not healthy, he cannot stay healthy. You got a guy like Wendell Carter who has looked amazing at the four position. So do you kind of run with that? And he's been expanding his game to three point, three point, the three point line, more and more and more. So it's that kind of the backup plan. It's like, hey, if Gi can't go, then you got Wendell. But then that leaves Mobamba out, in my opinion. And then you say, hey, if a guy like Chet comes to Orlando, then you run with a Chet Wendell Carter lineup, uh, the five and the four.
0: And that's why, as it stands right now at this very moment, if we had the number one pick, I would lean towards drafting Chet. I would just because Wendell Carter is proven to be your guy. Like, this dude's been balling out. He's proved it time and time again. He had injury issues in Chicago. He's not having injury issues in Orlando. He's been your most consistent player outside of Franz Wagner. And you know that you put him on the court, and he's going contribute, to contribute. And with that, you look at a player like Chet, let's say Jonathan Isaac isn't good to go. Mate. Let's say that he gets healthy. Let's say that he is ready to go. My man just got injured while he was injured. <laughs> so, again, I've gotten to a point where this whole entire season, I've looked at it, and I'm just like, uh, Jonathan Isaac plays, and he plays. Great. It's a bonus. Exciting. Can't wait to see you on the court. But if he doesn't, it's been two years, bro. Yep. Two yep. years. That's a lot. That's a lot of basketball. Granted, pandemic, I get it. Schedule wasn't as long as whatever. But two years is a long, long time. And people have already addressed these concerns of, well, this is going to be the same Jonathan Isaac. Because prior to the injury, we're talking about Jonathan Isaac being the all-NBA defensive team and and one of the best defensive players in the NBA, Mr. Deflection. And now are we going to get that same player? I hope so. I pray so. I I a small part of me has that hope and I and I think, but we don't we don't know. There's so many unanswered, you know, questions. So it's
1: it's gonna be tough. What's going on, Magic fans? Join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's biggest victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round or who will make the most three-pointers and then just simply track your results. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 and over, restriction supply. See show notes for details. It is, and I think for those, that, and by now people probably know again, we, we missed last week's recording, but for those that don't know what we're referring to, so officially we got the word, right? We got the word that J.I. is out. He's off for the season, and we finally got an update. Me and you have known this all along, so we're like, cool, we, finally, we just made it official. Thank you for finally doing that. And apparently, what happened was, right after the press conference took place, J.I. goes to practice, and something happens to his hamstring where it's minor, but it was minor enough (laughs) that it requires surgery. And I think I tweeted it saying, I don't ever recall somebody addressing a hamstring injury and a surgery in the same sentence as something that was minor, and you can recover from it in, you know, a couple months. So... That's what happened. That, that's basically what happened. Uh, prior to that, they had said there was no setbacks, that he was good. Just again, they're, they're waiting for his right knee or the left knee to to for the mu- uh, muscles to strengthen and, and to build muscle in that knee again so they can balance out each side. It all made sense. But isn't it ironic that this entire time we're saying they're hiding something. They're hiding something. There's got to be a setback. And my guy, the day that they finally announced, hey, he's gone for the season, don't worry. He'll be 100% next year. That same evening, supposedly, Ji has surgery the next day.
0: Dude, what? what uh, let's let's be let's be honest. What are the odds of that happening? Like, what what are the what are the possibilities? The the actual percentage of chance of you coming out publicly? You had an opportunity all season long to do this. <laughs> I get it. You're you're waiting and and you're you're trying to go through your trials. I get all that. But you literally waited all season long. And the one day that you decide, okay, we're going to publicly announce that Jonathan Isaac is out for the season and we're interviewing these guys and Jonathan Isaac is saying, man, I, I really want to be out there with my guys. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing. And front office is saying, you know, he, he, he just hasn't transitioned to that level yet. He was doing some contact drills, but it wasn't full court. It was half court. And then, you know, the season's running on, there's not that many games. How do we go from that conversation to literally moments after the same day that we get a setback the same day? The the chances the chances of that. So I and and this is this is the part that drives me crazy. How? How did it happen? How? Like what exact was he was he walking to the locker room? Was it was it during a half court contact drill? Was it just, just being on the court? Like it, it worries me because if if we're if my guy got injured while he was injured without playing full NBA basketball, dude, what is what is really gonna happen? And I, I get small surgery, they still expect for him to come back next season and be a part of training camp, and but I'm now I'm fearful for him to to partake in a full training camp. I don't want him to play any games in preseason. I don't. We're gonna start, and I'm calling it right now. We're gonna start the NBA season if he's active with minute restrictions. He's not gonna oh, play any sure. back to backs for sure. But again, that's why that's, that's why we can't we can't handcuff ourselves. I feel bad for Jonathan Isaac. I do, I do honestly feel bad, and I think that part of the reason why a lot of the NBA fan base turned on him is because of all the outside things. Mm-hmm. the The big issue in the bubble where he didn't want to kneel, he wanted to stand, and then he had a knee injury, really bugged a lot of people. I I pray I praise him for that. You know, you're you're, you're a grown man. You decide what you want to do. I get it, but it's like everything is is public noise the pandemic the the kneeling the politics the the fox news i think that's part of the the reason why it's a it, not not that i think we know that that's the reason why a lot of people feel rubbed the wrong way because we've seen them more on fox news than we've seen them on the basketball court
1: you know you know what's funny though think back to the bubble right so all this excitement the magic coming back j.i had finally recovered and as you're saying two games later torn ACL, which is an even worse injury than he suffered initially that January against the Wizards. It's a similar situation here now. It's like you're finally addressing it. He's not coming back, but yet he's doing some contact. And that same evening, this afternoon, he gets hurt. It's like, I, I, what are the, again, like you said, what are the chances?
0: The story is crazy.
1: It's, it's the number one, man. It's that T-Mac, that Penny, Jonathan Isaac. If I'm the magic, you gotta you gotta retire. If you don't retire numbers, retire that one number and get it over with. Just just put Hardaway, T. Max, half and half, in the rafters and get it over with. Because that's the only thing. It's gonna be some crazy curse out there. I mean, how do I'm a loss. I'm at a loss for words. Like since since this got announced on Monday, I have not had the words to describe what's going on. I'm choosing to believe maybe they're lying. Maybe he did have a setback, and that's this how they're addressing it. But because I go to games, I can tell you J.I. was on the bench every game prior to that announcement. That weekend, I noticed, oh, he's not. I don't see J.I. on the bench. I don't see J.I. on the bench. Back-to-back games. I'm like, eh, that's weird. (laughs) And then that gets announced. And I'm like, wait, that makes sense now. So it's just one of those things, man, where what are the odds, man, for these things to happen? Uh, I don't understand it. But like you said. If he is on the court next season, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to rock my J.I. jersey. I'm going to support him. He's a member of the Magic. He's a, a guy that I'm going to root for. But that, on that same token, if we draft a guy like Jabari Smith and you move Wendell to the five, I'm going to root for Jabari Smith, and we're going to rock with that because, unfortunately, it's been two years. By the time next season starts, two years and a half, at some point you can got un- to understand that, hey, maybe things didn't work out.
0: I mean, listen, JJI got his contract extension, so he's 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 sitting all right. But I I do I do believe that you know if it's his choice, he he would be on the court. He would be playing basketball. It's not it's not his fault that he's not playing. We know that he wants to play, like we we know that. But at the same time, it's like all right, we get it, injury prone. We get it. It's happening. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. You do what you got to do. Get healthy. In the meantime. Let's go ahead and develop this big man that we just drafted in the draft. Like that's that's where my mind is set. When you want to join us, you you and you're ready to join us, you join us. Um at the same time, you know, it's it is good to see that some of his his teammates and former teammates are are coming are are coming to his aid and and really commenting. They they posted a couple comments in social media. Tennis Ross, you know, said, you know, stay strong, JI. They won't be talking trash when you get back on the court. This was uh, from a post that we had put announcing that Isaac was was going under a procedure on the right hamstring. A lot of it had to do with when you're reading these comments from the fan base they're 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 bad man they're, yeah, no, nobody is running to the aid of 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 Jonathan Isaac. And for that for that part I I feel bad, but I I understand it. I don't think it's fully warranted. I think a lot of it has to do with how it's everything's been communicated from the front office, like wh- whatever, whatever publicity, like wh- why they decided to, to take the routes that they have and keep everything so secret. I think that a lot of that has done more bad than it has good. Oh, for and sure. I think that it's come to a point where the fan base is kind of really turning on them. And, you know, uh, again, the best way to fix this is making sure we're in that top three pick and get yourself a big man. Best way to fix it.
1: We'll see. Two more months. Two more months.
0: <laughs> now, with that said, um, Jonathan Isaac wasn't the only one that was announced he's going to miss a season. Bobo also. Was that a big surprise to you? Bobo not, not playing at all this season?
1: Not at all. We we had read, I think it was a Celtics writer or something back when he got turned into the Celtics, indicating that he could be back before the season ended. Um, once that trade to Orlando happened, we knew that wasn't going to happen. You know, the Magic are not going to bring this kid um, while he's recovering from an injury, especially a foot injury uh, with his height, how, how skinny he is. doesn't make any sense. My opinion, if you're going to keep him, he's a free agent at the end of the season, a restricted free agent. If you want to bring him back, bring him back. But why do it this season at this point? There's not, no need for it.
0: Yeah, it d- doesn't make sense. I'm I'm okay with waiting until the off season. I am still interested in seeing what what is Bobo like. Is he because I I think that when we traded for him, that was really the biggest question: is he really going to be a big part of of what we're building? And I think that when initially happened, a lot of people were speculating. Oh, we're going to end up you know waving this guy. But we've seen flashes. I've, we saw flashes during the bubble in Denver and and some preseason. But we really didn't see anything meaningful during the season. So it's going to be exciting to see what we have. But it definitely makes sense for him not to play the rest of the season um, and and start everything fresh during training camp. Now the Magic did also sign Jeff Dowen to a ten day contract. You remember Jeff Dowen? Oh, it's yeah. not. It's not Kennedy. It's not. It's not B.J. Johnson.
1: So but we got, we got Dallin. You're excited. Eh, but you know what? He deserves it, man. He's been killing it in the G League. He's been putting up great numbers. Uh, for those that don't know, he actually played for us in, in preseason. Won us that game. Yeah, he hit that game winner. I, I forgot who he was against, but he won us a game in preseason. Shortly after we waive him, he signs with Golden State as a two-way player. They cut him. I think it was January around there. Then he goes to Milwaukee. He spent a couple, of, a couple of weeks there, I think, about a month, thinking back to Lakeland and now back to Orlando. Um, so he's back home. Um, a lot a lot of things to like about him. He's super fast, good defender, good length for a point guard. Um, let's see. I'm looking forward to him playing some more meaningful minutes. Again, we're trying to tank here at the end of the day. So give me Doughton, give me Iggy, give me Schofield. <laughs> and yeah, man, let's, start,
0: let's start shutting some of these players down and start signing a whole bunch more you 10 know, 8 contracts. You yes. give these G Leaguers a a good a good look. Bring all of them.
1: Yeah. Just just run with the Lakeland Magic. Pull a pull a uh, OKC here and just run a bunch of G Leaguers.
0: Now, let me ask you, do you think the Magic will hit the twenty two game mark that like we talked about in the beginning of the season? In order to do that, the magic need to win two of the last eight.
1: Ah. Uh, if they're gonna do that, they have to win Saturday against the Kings. Because most games after that get a little bit tricky. Uh, they're actually against teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for seating, um, pulling up the schedule here real, real quick to see if it's likely. Do I mean, they want to win two more?
0: Because we we're when we were reviewing it, you know, some of the games, because like, we have coming up Sacramento, Cleveland, Washington, Raptors, Knicks, Cavs, Hornets, Heat. And I, I think that although teams like the Cavs, the Raptors, and we play we play the Cavs twice. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I the man. This is this is a completely different Magic team than than we were looking at, you know, thirty games ago. If we're looking at a healthy team and we're still playing our players, you know, we we've shown that we can go toe to toe with with some of these teams. So you know what? I, don't is know, I think, right now? I, think
1: mm-hmm. I feel like now now it's for real. So now, now you gotta really pull the right moves here, and we kind of seen it the last few few games that they're, they're, they've won, but they haven't been trying too hard. Like it's it's just been one of those things where the ball yeah. bounces the right way, you gotta take it.
0: But, yeah, I mean, lo- losing to OKC was definitely a redemption for uh, yes. beating Golden State.
1: And for those that don't know, I just checked right now, OKC plays against Detroit. I think in a couple of days, um, that's gonna be huge for us. So you got one of those teams losing, whoever it is, that helps us no matter what. So we're kind of in our own control right now. If we choose to kind of shut it down and just lose all these games or the majority of them, it's likely, again, that we end up top three for sure, maybe even top uh, top two with, with Houston and, and us. Um, but a lot of these games, like I said earlier, Oregon teams are kind of fighting for seeding in the East. Uh, again, the Kings not so much, but the Cavs are, the Raptors are, the Cavs again, the Hornets are, and the Heat could be uh, at that point in the season, by by the end of the season. Um, The only really easy games that you would consider easy would be the Kings, the Wizards, and that's about it. The Knicks, maybe, but the Knicks, they're not really tanking, so I don't know what what that may look like. So could we we hit 22 wins? I could see it happening. I could see us beating against Sacramento, maybe the Wizards or the Knicks. Um, So may not be what you want to hear, but I could see it happening.
0: Now, what what do you think about Franz? Franz, we've been keeping an eye on his rookie ladder all season long. We've seen him, you know, n- not being up there in that number one spot for, you know, as often as we would have wanted because this dude's been balling out all season long. Um, but do you think that he ends up being in that top three, at least the top three rookie of the year? Do you think that he top. makes the top three? Because right now the rookie ladder has Evan Mobley. We, we already know the man is going to win yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. well deserve... Um, I'm not fighting that. Cade, number two. Scotty Barnes, three. Blah. Franz Wagner, four. And then Jalen Green making that five um, over Josh Giddey. Hmm. Do you think he has a chance to hit that three?
1: I think he does not, unfortunately. I think Cade uh, has all the hype um, late in the season. Um, we know Barnes. I don't know what the heck is going on, but Barnes gets all the attention. Uh it is what it is, and then Mobley. I think, like you said, solidify the the Rookie of the Year. In my opinion, um, so I think you see France fourth in, in Rookie of the Year voting. Um, we made this in Orlando, but at the end of the day, I think that's that's going to shape up.
0: Yeah, just for uh comparison purposes, Scotty Barnes is averaging fifteen four points per game, seven point seven rebounds and three point four assists, while Franz is sitting at fifteen point three points a game, four point seven rebounds and two point nine assists per game. Still got my money on Franz.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: Now, Mark do you think that with these last remaining games, do you think that he finally gets at least one start? At least one start this season. At least Not- one.
1: At least one. Nah, we won't see it. Um, I think that minutes restriction will stay the same. Uh, 20 minutes, 19 minutes, whatever they want to call it. Um, there's, again, there's no need. But what for? Uh, as long as you see him on the court, he shows you flashes, then that's it. That's all you, that's all you want to see. Uh, he's done it. I mean, only re- one really bad game he's had so far uh, this past week where he just, I don't know what it was. He looked disengaged, couldn't hit a shot, but he kind of redeemed himself against the Warriors in, in that run when they made that comeback. Um so, yeah, I think you don't have to, to push him at all. 20 minutes a night, if that. Um, that's it. Keep it simple.
0: Keep it simple. Add them back to the mix and then kind of wait to see what ends up happening um, with the integration of the new guys this upcoming season. So this week ahead, we got Saturday against Sacramento, Monday against Cleveland, and Wednesday against Washington. We only got eight games left, man. I still can't believe how fast and slow this season has been. Um, so we'll definitely keep an eye on kind of how everything shakes out. Uh, what's coming up next is the end of the season. Then we got the lottery. Then we got the draft. Then we got the the, the summer league. It's going to be a really fun upcoming few months. So um, definitely hold on tight, man, because I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a little bit of a roller coaster. On that note, it's a wrap. Appreciate you guys listening. Until next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.